I was, I remember being called that morning because I had the CAT scan that day and the nurse kind of was like, oh, um, the doctor would like to see you. Would it be okay if you came into the hospital after your scan? Um, and oh, are you going to bring your mum or like your support person? And I thought that was really strange because, you know, mum wasn't allowed in before. So like, why, why now? And it was, it's really weird. Like I have this thing with the way people look at you and, or even I guess like little things that you know are going on with your body. So you have like a little inkling anyway, but I think just like you, I, yeah. So anyways, I was then in the little reception area and the receptionist like looked at me with like eyes that just like, scared me like the way that she looked at me I was just like well like this isn't how she's looked at me before and then the doctor um yeah said the words you know you have cancer and I absolutely lost it and I feel like yeah I'm getting emotional now too because you don't like those are scary it's just like there's so much unknown and you never really can like no, I don't think anything can prepare you for those words. And there's so much, yeah, like there's so much unknown. Um, and the doctor, because I was, um, my mascara at the time was just like, film, like all over. <laughs> and he was like, oh, there's a mirror there. And I was like, oh, like trying, but I couldn't stop the tears. So I was just like, I was like, never mind. And then I put my mask back on and it was just like, back and then just like, this mask um but yeah I think it was really really full-on and I think as well then knowing that I'd need to have surgery um and that it was stage 3b and I was like surely it will be like stage one or something like I just yeah I think it's hard to kind of um remain optimistic but then also have that reality of the situation as well totally and i think as well just to to anyone who's listening right now i'd say as well to kind of challenge yourself and make that choice and choose to be happy like even just for like a day or when you're going to the coffee store and ordering your coffee like being super nice to someone and feeling all those happy yeah. feelings I feel like that will reflect hugely on your day and even how the barrister might like have that next conversation with you. Like I feel like, again, how I said how negativity attracts negativity. I feel like positivity attracts positivity, um, which is awesome. So yeah, challenge yourself. Tamsin. Hello. <laughs> um, cool. So, yeah, I, I guess before before you introduce yourself, I kind of just wanted to um, say a few things. And I've told you this uh, before. Like, you and I have only kind of reconnected recently. We both went to school together. We didn't see each other for like, what was it, like 15 years or something? More than 15 because I left in fourth form. So... Yeah. I mean, not 
in fourth form, but I left um, our high school in fourth form. Yeah, so it's it's been ages and we reconnected and uh, already I can feel like we're growing this just really phenomenal friendship and like I really treasure you as a human being in my life. You, you bring so much positivity to my life and to anyone's life around you and I'm sure anyone who knows you can attest to that. And considering as well the things that you're going through right now in, in your own life, which we'll get into in the podcast, I think it's even more exceptional that you can be that person. And and I think knowing that story and as people get to know you in this podcast, um, I think they'll feel the same way and maybe it'll give people a little bit more perspective and a little bit more of a empowerment to seek positivity and to be kind and to be caring just as you are. So before we get into the nitty gritty, for the legends listening in right now, how about you start by telling us a bit about yourself? Who is Tamsin? Okay. <laughs> uh, Tamsin is. Uh, what a, <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I'm 31. I grew up in the beautiful islands of Fiji and I'm currently living in New Zealand. I have had inflammatory bowel disease for 22 years and I was recently diagnosed with stage 3B uh, bowel cancer. Um, so that happened in August this year, which is currently 2020. And what a year 2020 is. <laughs> yeah. So in a weird way, I'm almost like, if there was a year to get cancer, this was the year because I'm not missing out on the trip to Bali or Hawaii or, you know, whatnot. Um, so, yeah, it's it's pretty but but I feel like, this is the year to because then I can join in everyone going like 2020 can fuck right off. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so what, apart from, you know, first of all, mm. I guess the, the way that you view your situation is, is straight away positive off the bat saying, if I'm going to get it, this will be a good year. I mean, that's such a positive way to look at it, but apart from, yeah. I guess the diagnosis and everything you've got going on this year, what else is it in your life that that you choose to pursue? And I kind of want to get a little bit of background so so people can understand why you are the person you are. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I might just start where I started, kind of like Fiji, um, because I feel like that is a huge part of who I am, and it's home. And um, my dad and mum live there, um, although luckily my mum is in Kiwiland at the moment, so that's awesome. Uh, but I always um, aspired to be um, an actor or a singer, and I ended up studying tourism because I kind of was like following um, my dad's path in life. Uh, he's in the tourism sector. Yeah. And then I... I was like, no, this is not my dream. I am working for the man on, you know, work, working for the system. And I, I, I mean, I loved, I loved doing what I was doing and I loved doing marketing when I was doing marketing at a resort in Fiji. But I, I feel like I'm such a creative that I need to fuel that somehow. And whether or not that would be working part-time, in a different role and then also pursuing like acting or singing in a different area. As long as I'm fueling that within me, I feel like I'm like, whoo, I feel like I'm a bit more um, balanced per se. Mm. And 
um, in 2019, I studied um, acting. So I did uh, that course, which was not only great in terms of studying the craft that I'm obsessed with, but also a really great course if you're wanting to go deeper into yourself because it's quite confronting like you have to stare into people's eyes that you don't know and all these things that kind of push you outside of your comfort zone and I feel like that's such an awesome thing to do in life is to get out of your comfort zone and to just let loose and I think acting is very freeing in that way and people I guess from the outskirts, if they could see us like staring in the window, which is what, like, they're just nuts. And like, in a way, I mean, I will claim that I am completely bonkers, so that's fine, but I'm sure other actors aren't quite as mad or maybe they are, right? Um, but yeah, I think throughout life, I've kind of gone into different jobs, um, whether it's retail or, um, hospo, marketing, um, promotions, love doing promotions. That was lots of fun. Um, I have always kind of made sure that I've fueled my creative side too, mm. um, with writing songs or yeah, just performing or whatnot. And also, um, I think as well, like I've always kind of been grateful for whatever I've done and even like just with money wise in terms of I think growing up in Fiji as well kind of gave me a different understanding of money and I guess because there the minimum wage is so much less and the currency is so much less that when I came to Fiji I mean New Zealand <laughs> um I was getting so much more money for not working as hard well, maybe I was still working as hard, but it was like different job, um, like from marketing, I like guess, promotions where I didn't have to use my brain thinking so much. And I could be more like, oh, no, no, yeah. Um, <laughs> paid a lot more. And I was like, whoa, like, I'm so lucky right now. Um, so, yeah, I guess just like different things have shaped that kind of gratefulness as well, having lived in different circumstances. Mm. Um what else? I am such a mermaid and like to go to the beach all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a couple of things I kind of jotted down there um, mm. that really stood out. One is, so you, you have this like really genuine nature about you, Tamsin, like you are who you are and you're yourself. And unapologetically. You <laughs> yeah, unapologetically yeah. yourself is 100%. I think as well, sorry to... Um, squizzle in but I think it's really important to be yourself because then then others I feel as well can feel comfy being themselves too you know yeah. like there's I'm trying oh I need to impress or it's just you are who you are and then others can meet you as deeply as they've met themselves as well yeah so yeah I love that that's a really powerful thing to say Others yeah. can meet you as deeply as they met themselves. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, I love that saying. The the other one I had there is, and I kind of picked up, I pick up from your vibe just more generally is, it's not so much about what you do, but it's how you do that, how you do that thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. 
And I think that's kind of a really important lesson for people to take away. But now I'm going to kind of dive into a, a bit of a deeper question. Um, so I kind of, I, I really want to know, and like we've talked about this a little bit f- before in, in our own little catch up chats, but what has it been like uh, to, I guess, face up to a cancer diagnosis um, and feel free to speak as openly as you want to, um, or as you yeah. feel comfortable speaking about. Um, but I really want to kind of know, I guess, the roller coaster that you face, you know, like, obviously there is going to be days, like you're a really positive person, hundred percent. And like, you have this like amazing energy about you, but I'm assuming there's definitely those moments where you really are like, oh my God, this is terrifying. Um, yeah. Would you like to open up about that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of started getting quite sick in I'd say March, um, and I'm used to being unwell, having um, had inflammatory bowel disease for so long. But this was different. And kind of those pills um, that I would take so I didn't need to be constantly running to the bathroom or um, to reduce my pain, they just weren't cutting it. Um, and I felt quite strange. And I was like, well, this is a different flare. Like, this is bit full on um and I noticed yeah a lot of blood um and more diarrhea more feeling unwell super like super intense pain and extra fatigue I'd say as well that was more than usual um so heightened symptoms per se and I I found it really, really hard because I I didn't know what was going on, right? So this was March and I was diagnosed in August and we had lockdown here in New Zealand and I was trying to go for my walks, but then I was also like, oh, like I really don't feel well. Um, and I think it was tricky too, even like dating wise, because I felt like I wasn't, I had so much going on in my own head that I wasn't able to fully put attention on someone else like friends or like a partner or even family I was really in this weird state of like what's going on and then I spoke to my team about it but it was a weird thing where I was in between different hospital states states I don't know um different hospitals in New Zealand and when you're living in a certain area you can't go to another one, basically. Um, well, you can, but then they'll be like, oh, no, you're not in the zone. And then they'll usher you to a different hospital. Um, so I was in this weird kind of like interim where my specialist had then referred me to a different specialist because I was moving house. Um, because luckily my mum, as I said earlier, is in New Zealand at the moment. And luckily... Um, we're able to be at our little home um, at the moment, which is awesome. So I'm not flooding and not that flooding is bad. I love flooding, but just in terms of circumstance, that turned out to be a really, really good thing. Um, so fast forward a little bit to when I had a colonoscopy um, where they put a camera through your bottom side um, and they yeah, they saw that I was severely inflamed. So my colon was ridiculously inflamed 
and also they found polyps um, which they thought hey you know this could be cancerous and having IBD for so long I always kind of knew that cancer was a possibility and I'd have a higher risk um, because my bowel had been so angry for so long basically um, but I I wasn't prepared for it so soon um, so anyways after that colonoscopy they referred me to hospital straight away um, so it was it was horrible as well because it wasn't those level three of lockdown so I wasn't able to have a support person um, and mum kind of dropped me at an emergency and I was crying and I was like an absolute mess just having to say goodbye and being like whoa like what like what's going on and trying to I guess process things which I didn't know whether or not were true and also not having that someone to be with me to hold my hand was really really hard mm -hmm. um and then I had a CAT scan and an MRI, um, many, many blood tests. And I was, I remember being called that morning because I had the CAT scan that day and the nurse kind of was like, oh, um, the doctor would like to see you. Would it be okay if you came into the hospital after your scan? Um, and oh, are you going to bring your mom or like your support person? And I thought that was really strange because, you know, mom wasn't allowed in before. So like, why, why now? And it it's really weird. Like I have this thing with the way people look at you and, or even I guess like little things that you know are going on with your body. So you have like a little inkling anyway, but I think just like you, I, yeah. So anyways, I, was then in the little reception area and the receptionist like looked at me with like eyes that just like scared me. Like the way that she looked at me, I was just like, well, like this isn't how she's looked at me before. And then the doctor, um, yeah, said the words, you know, you have cancer and I absolutely lost it. And I feel like, yeah, I'm getting emotional now too because you don't like those are scary it's just like there's so much unknown and you never really can like no I don't think anything can prepare you for those words and there's so much yeah like there's so much unknown um and the doctor because I was um my mascara at the time was just like feeling like all over <laughs> And he was like, oh, there's a mirror there. And I was like, oh, like trying, but I couldn't stop the tears. So it was just like, I was like, never mind. And then I put my mask back on and it was just like, back and then just like, this mask. Um, but yeah, I think it was really, really full on. And I think as well, then knowing that I'd need to have surgery um, and that it was stage 3B and I was like surely it will be like stage 1 or something like I just yeah I think it's hard to kind of um, remain optimistic but then also have that reality of the situation as well mm -hmm. um, and not saying that I'm not optimistic because I feel like I totally will kick this um, 100%. and 
Yeah. And so I've since, yeah, had surgery, had my full colon removed, said farewell. I kind of walked around the house with like flowers attached to my body and I was like, just like swaying, like almost funeral for my colon before it um, said farewell. And I think it was really important for me to do that because I feel like I lost an organ. I needed to grieve it, right? Um, so I definitely went through that and, yeah, getting used to different things on my body, having an ostomy pouch and having new scars. I now have a portacath um, in my chest slash neck where I get chemo. And, yeah, I'm now on a new chemo because my first chemo was absolutely horrible, ended up in hospital, just couldn't keep anything down, complete chanda mess. And I was just like, oh, and I think that was really scary too because I didn't want to give up, but I was literally on my knees. Like I, this, like that chemo just didn't work. And luckily there are many other chemos, which I didn't realize at the time. But I was like, oh, I cannot not have chemo. Um, but now I'm on a different chemo, a cousin chemo, uh, which seems to be better tolerated. So, phew. yeah, but it's been a roller coaster. I feel like there's so many times that I'm just like, what is going on? And I think as well with side effects, it's really tricky because it's not like something that I've grown to know, like with different side effects or like different symptoms with, um, having ulcerative colitis like I could deal with that pain I could deal with that fatigue I could I think because I come to know it so it was kind of my normal even though it wasn't everybody else's normal or nobody's normal but you know mm. yeah and and I find that yeah so it's a lot to get used to um and now with the chemo that I'm on I have an infusion where I go in and get kind of hooked up in the hospital and I'm in a room with various other people getting chemo and it's quite confronting because you're just like whoa like everyone is going through so much right now um but I I remember just walking into that room and just again like crying because <laughs> um, I was just like so confronted and I was like oh my gosh um and I think being so young as well in a room of people who weren't as young as me. Um, I, it's not that I had um, resentment, but I was like, man, that was meant to be me. Like I was meant to be a grandma kind of a thing. Um, not now, uh, but yeah, so I have, then after the chemo, so I'm going on like little schnoo schnoo. No, please do. <laughs> but I, um, so I, with this chemo now that I'm on, I go in for an infusion at the hospital in that room, like I said, and then I have another infusion attached to my body in like a little bottle that stays on me for 48 hours that I come home with. Mm. Um, and then I, for about seven days after, I feel really, really blah. Like that chemo, it's like, yeah, like little soldiers coming into your body to kick all the bad stuff, but then they're kicking all the good stuff as well. And it just makes you feel horrible. It is yuck. Like, 
I've said this before to other people, but it's negative 500 out of 10. Like, do not recommend. <laughs> Just um, Yeah, you feel super nauseous. Uh, my my hands get real, like, tingly. I am super sensitive to anything cold so my throat goes and just like seizes up and um yeah just it's all these little random side effects and just the fatigue that hits you that one moment you're like talking away I remember talking to you as well one time and then I was like huh like (laughs) (laughs) you're just like oh like it's yeah it's pretty full-on but then I have a good week so it's like a bad week and then a good week and gosh, I'm so grateful for all the days that I feel good. And I'm just trying to as well make the most of that energy without overdoing it too. It's an art. Um, so yeah, yeah, Amazing. that's kind of, yeah. Well, I want to say thank you, first of all, for sharing that. That was incredibly powerful. And I was, I was battling back tears just then trying to, <laughs> trying to stay, stay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank you so much for that. Like just sharing that story alone is like incredibly powerful. Um, I think for anyone listening right now, I'd be surprised if there's people not shedding some tears right now, but also feeling like, whoa, like humbled and just gaining some perspective on like how grateful they should be. And maybe that some of those problems that they're so constantly plagued by, are not really problems. They're just, just little things to get through. So thank you for that. And I guess the follow-up question that I really have would be and I think you and I have talked about this before but how has I guess been confronted with your own fragility as a human being and the fact that you know like regardless of um, you know how amazing and abundant and incredible life is like life does come to a close at some point or another right and you've kind of been faced with that reality which a lot of people at our age don't have to face Um, Mm. so how has that change your perspective on life um has it empowered you more or yeah good question um I feel like it's almost given me a superpower because I feel like it's shifted my perspective to such an extreme that I I like I mean I still get angry at little things every now and then but perspective wise those little things really mean schmidge and I feel like moments are fleeting I think it's so important to make the most of each day as cliche as it is it's so true right and I feel like um you know it's how important it is to like tell people that you care about them and to open up all those little things that I think it's shifted my fear, I would say, into a very different place. Like I feel like it's empowered me to view different things and shift them into love or into passion or into drive. And um, it's not that I'm doing a million things at once because I can't. I'm restricted. But I feel like when I have a good day, going for a walk to the beach just gives me so much joy and I think it's interesting because yeah like death is such a scary thing like we as humans are living in this beautiful world and I think there's a lot that happens to us and everything's relative like I feel like 
what might be big to me might not be big to someone else or vice versa. But we all go through different things in life, whether it's a breakup or um, getting punched in the head. <laughs> I, like, I haven't had that happen to me, thankfully, but I'm just like thinking that would suck. Um, but just different things that we go through in life. I think it's, I don't know, like I'm grateful in a way that I've kind of been it's almost like a second chance I don't know if that even makes sense but I feel like with this or with having cancer and luckily I haven't been given the words terminal but I still could be terminal and I don't know like I feel like you know all of us in life we, we never really know when we're going to pass and I think it just yeah like I just don't take anything for granted Mm. Um, and it's actually so beautiful and I think as well like just practicing gratitude every day or like little things that I do to make my life better and actively choosing to be happy as well Um, because even just yeah like doing a little smile like I'm like oh like I feel better and like doing those things that make you feel good make you feel good and it really impacts your life on the daily Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. that's that's powerful um you're kind of moving into the next two questions I had which is awesome I guess I picked the questions in the right order but I guess let's maybe first talk about because you, like you are such a positive human being and like going through what you're going through is like, it's mind bending to see like every time you and I chat, like even when you are in that the stage and you're kind of like the chemo's kicking <laughs> in, you're like, Oh, like you're just so focused on the things you need. You can be grateful for and the abundance that you do have in your life. Um, mm. I think that ties into everything you just said then, which was super powerful, but I guess like practically for people out there who are thinking, oh my God, like uh, this woman is going through like this crazy stuff and she's so positive and she's so has this beautiful energy to her. Like, how do, how do I do that? Like, how do I go about implementing that in my life? So first question would be how, how do you go about doing it? Like what are some of the practical things that you do day to day that enables you to kind of like kick back that anxious feeling that you might have in your mind or that depressed feeling or that, that drive towards like, oh, like life sucks, you know? Yeah. Um, first off, I'd like to thank you for doing this podcast with me in a good week because I feel like <laughs> that like that then it also allows me to have the energy to say the things that I want to say and maybe a less uh, zombie-fied. <laughs> um, but I think for me... Um, and I've kind of learned these things over time as well. I wouldn't say that that's structurally happened recently. It's kind of happened over time. And I think because I've been sick for so long as well in a different way. Because um, when I was diagnosed I, with um, Crohn's initially, which is now ulcerative colitis in the IBD fam, um, my mum read this book and it was stopped. I think it was stop worrying and start living. And she, my mom is super positive as well. So I feel like that's kind of like shoomed over. Um, (laughs) But I remember her kind of 
implementing those things when I was so young and then she would like read meditation books to me and I'd kind of just like lie in bed and like imagine this beautiful like fairyland with the white light and it's funny because those meditations that I did when I was eight or nine or 14 or whatnot I still do now <laughs> with the fairies because I believe in fairies I do I do and I I think it's yeah like little things like meditation which kind of shift your focus anyway to a good place or sitting down and doing breathing exercises or walking to the beach, like just doing little things and practicing gratitude. Because again, when you're practicing gratitude and are grateful for the Christmas tree that I bought recently or having a house and living with my mom currently who normally is in Fiji, um, like all those, like the friendships that I have, like the, all those things that I'm so grateful for, in that state where I'm being grateful for those things, I can't be anything other than grateful, which I think is just so rad. I'm like, yeah, stoked. Like, <laughs> it's just so good. And I think I actively, yeah, choose to do those little practices daily when I can, unless I'm horribly sick and just vomiting my brains out. Um, I'm, not, I'm not grateful for this. Like, angry face angry words but I think for the most part yeah like I actively choose and I think choose is a super important word because you could I could easily choose to be super unhappy or and that wouldn't serve me or at least I don't I don't think it would serve me um so yeah just doing like little things like that yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome what you mentioned before about if you're feeling, you know, gratitude or generally any emotion, like, you know, whether we call that happy or joy or this beautiful state, when you're in that state, like you literally can't feel anger at the same time as that. So like, it's really important to maybe take note of that. Anyone who's listening to this right now, I think that's a really good point. And we're moving into this idea of choice. And I really wanted to get your thoughts on this because, you know, you and I have talked about choice before and a lot of people, I, f I feel like, and this may be an assumption on my part, but I think it's a pretty correct assumption is people choose to put themselves in this victim mentality. They choose to feel as though they're oppressed by life or something or someone out there. And that's not to say that like oppression doesn't exist or being a victim doesn't exist. Like it does for sure. But a lot yeah. of the times I feel like people either choose to stay in that state and they don't choose to come out of it, or they just choose to be in that state because they feel like if they're suffering, then other people might actually see them as significant or acknowledge them or kind of feel sorry for them. And, and it just ends up fueling this like continued cycle downward and people never really get out of it until they, they kind of snap out of it, except that it's their choice to feel a certain way. What do you think about that? Yeah, I agree. I feel like there's so many people and it's almost like, people become so comfy in their disgruntlements that it's almost like, yeah, I had a shit day. Oh, me too. This happened. I don't know why I'm speaking in that voice, but I think it's, yeah, it's like, oh, there's um, a song, um, forgot, I've forgotten who it's by, but there's a line in it and it's like, oh, my cat, meow, no. Um, there's, it's like, 
you're addicted to a certain kind of sadness. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And it's, I feel like that can be something where, yeah, people spiral down, downwards because you do get so caught up in what's going on. And fair enough. Like, I feel like when things are bad, it's okay to feel them because that's what you're going through. And I feel like if you then just shut those things out or ignore them, then that's where things go wrong. But I think if you're also actively like, oh me, poor me, sad face, sad face, that's also a really negative place to get stuck in because then, yeah, you're just spiraling downwards in that negativity and then negativity attracts negativity. So then you're surrounding yourself with other people who are complaining about life when life is so great. And I feel like it's quite sad. Um, but yeah, I think like, I think as well, like we need to normalize therapy or like seeing someone to talk or even talking to our friends about when things go wrong because there's so much power in discussing things or letting things out where it then doesn't become something that consumes you. Mm. So you're able to get help or um, all those things. But I, I, sorry, just to jump into something else as well, I think it's important as well to take responsibility or ownership of how we are too to not kind of because I feel like we are in charge or in control of our happiness and I feel like that's such an important thing to to not necessarily seek validation from other people because I think that can be really dangerous as well mm. if it's not that I'm a therapist, but I feel like just in terms of what I've learned over the years, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I totally agree with everything you said. I think I think that was really powerful. Like, And a couple of things I kind of thought about while you were saying that, what you were talking about in terms of feeling negative emotions, like that being okay. And 100%, mm -hmm. like, it's important, first of all, to accept your reality before you can do anything about it. Like, if you choose not to accept your reality you're just going to push that to the side until it becomes a much greater problem and then when it does become this huge problem you're just not going to have the tools or the emotional ability to deal with it properly so like you were saying so powerfully before in, in your story about you know when you did find out that you had um you know you had cancer and uh, we decided to name that something different actually what were we calling it i feel i feel like I can't even remember because I feel like I still, I still need to work on that because I've, I've got a name for my ostomy pouch now. So I call that pebbles. Um, <laughs> good. Because I feel like, I don't know, like, I think it's also good to kind of with acceptance to get to that neutral place where you, you don't have to feel great about it. You don't have to like be like, cats is awesome. <laughs> but just to get to that place where you're in a neutral area that you know you can accept it and you can be like okay this is what's happening mm. you can be a lot kinder to yourself <laughs> or or like just I think a lot of um yeah self-talk or talking talking to you know how like with friends you always kind of lift them up 
or I mean, I think that's how friends should be. Hopefully that's what people are doing. But I think sometimes we often forget to give ourselves, ourselves, selves, ourselves that too. <laughs> um, like, because sometimes when we look in the mirror, we'll see something and be like super nitty gritty and picky about it and be like, oh man, my eyebrow does not match that eyebrow. Like, like, I don't, like, I literally had that this morning. I was like, seriously, like, um, but then it's like, oh, they're sisters, not twins. Like, or just like little things that you can reaffirm and tell yourself in a positive way. Um, but just, yeah, like, it's interesting how sometimes we can be so cruel to ourselves rather than being the friend that we also need. That's super powerful, man. You've got some bangers. <laughs> it's really good. Really, really good. I think I think anyone listening to this right now could can easily relate to what you're saying as well. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, first of all, like, accept it. Like, sorry. Oh, no, just with the eyebrows, especially. Like, they are a mission. Anyways, continue. Sorry. Awesome. Um, yeah, eyebrows is a great metaphor. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I guess, yeah, I mean, accept reality, like, okay, reality sucks sometimes, like accept it, feel those emotions, like allow yourself to feel like that's normal. But then the follow up is, okay, now it's my choice. What am I going to do about this? Am I going to sit in this problem mindset and just dwell on this issue and not do anything about it and make everything so much worse? Or am I going to choose to focus on the solution and actually do something about it? Like, and it, it yeah. may be that you can't really do anything about it, but to just simply accept it, but make that choice, you know, like make that choice to be like, all right, cool. This is my reality. It's scary, but I'm going to do everything in my power to fix this. And that's all you can do, right? Totally. And I think as well, just to, to anyone who's listening right now, I'd say as well to kind of challenge yourself and make that choice and choose to be happy. Like even just for like a day or when you're going to the coffee store and ordering your coffee, like being super nice to someone and feeling all those happy yeah. feelings, I feel like that will reflect hugely on your day. And even how the barrister might like have that next conversation with you. Like I feel like, again, how I said how negativity attracts negativity. I feel like positivity attracts positivity. Um which is awesome. So yeah, challenge yourself. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree with that more. And there's actually something recently that I was reading in Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. And Jay Shetty, if you're listening to this, bro, can you come uh, on my podcast, please? Yes. Can I speak to you too, please, Jay? <laughs> but um, I was I was reading. He was he was talking about this idea of of passing on love and how we kind of we've almost got to this point in the world that we live in today because it's like such a transactional society that we think that if I give love to someone, then I should expect love back from them. And it leaves us with this like really messed up state of expectation where we're actually only giving love and kindness and joy because we feel like we're going to get something back. And I feel like yeah. that's just totally the wrong way to look at it. Like think of love more like, and you can tell me what you think about this, but like love is like a circle, right? and happiness and kindness and joy and all of the things that are associated essentially with this loving state where like, mm. for example, if, you know, I, you know, make you smile or say something that makes you laugh and like bring some sort of love and joy into your life, then 
I'm not expecting that to, that feeling to come straight back from you, although it does because you're such a joyful person. But your your joy might get passed on. <laughs> your like your joy might get passed on to the barista, and then that barista might smile at a homeless person or a drug addict, and then that drug addict might just be feel that love and that energy that they needed to push them over the edge to actually maybe talk to someone about the things that they're going through. So that's the best way to think of it is this like the circle. And eventually when you're putting that energy out to the world, it comes back to you like three, four, five fold. And regardless of whether you receive love or not, like don't expect it because just by giving love is like so unbelievably empowering. Totally. I agree. Like I just want to be like, Whoa! because <laughs> I feel like totally. <laughs> And I think that's so important what you said. And especially like, I think it's almost selfish if you're giving something and then expecting something in return, right? Like that's, that's just not like, no, <laughs> like I think it's really good. And I like, thank you for saying that because I think that's so true. And then where you give that love, then yeah, like it might go to the next person and the next person. And it's like a, a force that's just so beautiful and yeah like yes 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 <laughs> i love you like i just want to be like woo, and then you just did it anyway <laughs> yeah. yeah amazing amazing um okay cool i reckon before we move into the four and one we've almost talked for an hour that flew by oh my literally seems like 15 minutes <laughs> like, like, less. yeah that's good um but yeah i guess man huge thank you for sharing the story i think it's gonna be so empowering for so many people to hear um your story and not only story but like how you choose to like face up to the world and how you choose to show up each and every day it's like it still blows my mind and you know like i talk to friends after like i have chats with you and just like man I, I, i have chats with this friend of mine basically once a week now we kind of have a little zoom chat and it's just so empowering for me. So like, I think it's going to be so empowering for a lot of people, but the last. And that's like beautiful words. Feels, feels. I'll just store that in here. Like, yeah. yeah. No, for real. So Tamsin, I love you as a person. I think you're an exceptional human being. So don't change. Mutual. And I'm so glad we reconnected. Like, Life is pretty beautiful in that sense, hey. Mm. Serendipity, random sense. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. I guess before we move into the four and one, though, do you have any more kind of practical tips you want to share with people? You talked a bit about, you know, gratitude and meditation. Do you have like a routine or or maybe some routines that you kind of do daily um, that allow you to kind of um, be in this beautiful state, so to speak? as opposed to being stuck in this kind of suffering state of anxiety and, and worry. Yeah, I guess, I guess in a way I do, I do these weird things, well, not weird things, they're cool things. Um, But when I am going through something or have to do something that isn't as nice. So say I go to chemo um, and that isn't as nice, right? Like I'm being attached. I'm sitting in a chair. It's not, it's not what I would call fun. Like, so I like to reward myself after. 
Um, and whether that's like going to the beach or like I keep on coming back to the beach, but it's honestly, it's nature. I'm, I'm feeling grounded instantly with my sand in the toes and the toes. My sand. Oh my God. Plot twist. Tamsin is actually a beach. <laughs> with my sand. Oh my gosh. I cannot say, I cannot say the sentence. But you get the drift. I'm at the beach. I'm listening to the waves. It is beautiful. <laughs> um, <laughs> or like I will eat something that I really enjoy or I will watch something like super like made in Chelsea, like a reality show that I love. Um, just like little things that like, I mean, sometimes I'll, I'll be a bit more extravagant and a bit more like, ooh, I'm going to buy myself a dress. And that's also really fun um, within my limits. Oh, oh my gosh. I did put this here because I wanted to show you. I bought my bonsai tree and I'm so stoked. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I went to the market, saw it, went home, went back to the market, bought it, stoked. Um, but just, <laughs> but. I just, yeah, I think it's nice to kind of do kind things to yourself when you aren't, when you're going through something that is really tough. And I think as well, um, reminding myself to be kind to myself because there are those moments where I'm very down and I'm very like, why me? <laughs> or um or like where's my husband or like random like things that you know are relative at the time when I'm sad and I'm like I want to cuddle um but you know like those little things that I'm that I can just even just say to myself like you're doing great like reassuring myself that hey like this week is gonna suck it's definitely gonna suck but next week's gonna be better and you're going to feel a bit more energy. Like you might be able to have a cold drink. Maybe that would be great. And just like little things that I can look forward to, I'd say, like even making a plan is somewhat reassuring, even when the plan doesn't necessarily go to plan, but it's nice to have little things to look forward to. And I mean, yeah, just like within your means, right? Like don't, don't, um yeah think that you're gonna go on a yacht when you can't go on a yacht or something like that but I think yeah just like little things that I kind of actively strive to work towards or writing a song or just like little things mm -hmm. yeah so I guess it's not so much about like the specifics of the routine it's like whether like the routine and the things that you do are serving yourself being kind to yourself but then also like serving others and being kind to others because as we've kind of already found out that being kind to others who would have thought actually makes you feel good wow <laughs> yeah like wow mind-blowing <laughs> yeah it really does though and I think it's um important too when you're because I feel like with going through all the medical stuff that I'm going through I meet lots of different like nurses or orderlies and doctors and blood test people that I don't know the name of lobotomists or something I don't know um but I think 
it's honestly like such a testament being nice because if you're nice I feel like the majority of people will be nice back to you um but again like don't expect that because then you might cry um but like it's just yeah I think it's a beautiful thing to be kind to one another and it's mm. it costs yeah 100 percent. it's literally free and yeah the, the thing about expectation is such an important one I think that's something we can definitely drive home is like just do it because it actually feels really good. And the science backs it up now as well, like contributing and being kind and giving to people. I think you might, I don't know if I've told you this before, but the, the they liken the sensation you get and the chemical release that you get in your brain to an orgasm, essentially, but it lasts longer. So that, yeah. yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense. So literally, if you're being kind, you're just having orgasms all day. It's amazing. How good. See, life is great for me. Maybe more people understand why I'm so happy. <laughs> Makes so much sense. <laughs> oh, God. What a way to finish. Um, anyway, how do you feel about moving into the forum one? Yeah. Cool. So should I ask you a question? No, I get to ask mine first and then you. <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. First one's an easy one. We've talked in our chats many times about pterodactyls and turtles and dolphins and I'm really interested to know what is your spirit animal, Tamsin? Oh, I feel like I feel like turtle actually. I think I really resonate with turtles because they initially even have such a challenge to get down the, that beach into the water and then a whole nother challenge when they're in the water. But I think they're just so awesome and I would say I'm awesome like I rate myself um <laughs> and I think like I think it's just cool how they just swim through the water and they've got all these different dangers in life but they just keep swimming and I think that's really really nice <laughs> yeah I love that I love that and you are awesome 100% and you do just keep swimming and that's such a good way of it like in Dory which like just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. I need to watch that again. I um, yeah, just the turtles even, and they're cool as accents. Yeah. Hey, wait. How old are you? Hundred and fifty, <laughs> dude. Still young. Dude. <laughs> so good. Awesome. Um. Okay. Next one for you. Uh, mm -hmm. The most important people in your life. Oh, oh, interesting. I feel like, in a way, everybody is important because I feel like in life, I mean, it's tricky because I feel like we learn something from everyone and I think that's really cool. Um, but I guess in terms of, 
people that I hold close to me who I would also say are very important um, would be like family members, um, musicians who bring me lots of um, perspective and joy and their lyrics speak to me, um, like Taylor Swift. Love you, Tay-Tay. Um, and Shout out Taylor Swift if you're listening yeah, to this. Yeah, please use my filter on Instagram. It's Sunshine State of Mind. Use it, please. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, oh, that would be a dream. Uh, and like my best friends, um, yeah, just like, yeah, I, oh, that's such a tricky question because I feel like, yeah, it's really tricky. <laughs> sweet, sweet. <laughs> the pressure of important people. Yeah. <laughs> and of course yourself as well. Cat isn't a human, but cat. Oh, I'm yeah. Cat. What's your cat's Belle. name again? Belle. Belle. Shout out to your cat. Shout out, Belle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay cool next question it's a two-parter books or podcasts and number one recommendation oh I would say books um and I am really into Bo Taplin's poetry any of his books are amazing um and also I keep reading this and I have it like right here the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Um, it's beautiful. It's like, what great words. Like he writes so well. What's his name? Mark Manson. And I think it's just like really, yeah, it's just good read, a really good read. Mm, yeah, 100%. He writes in a way that's, and I know a lot of people um, who don't like his writing style, but a lot of those people are just like super duper, um, I guess, academic and the way they yeah. write is more kind of structured. But I think the way that he writes is more relatable to more people because like I, who actually really wants to spend like days reading just intense words and like all of these sentences that you have to read twice. Like I'd rather just read a book that kind of speaks to me as simply me? as possible. And I think as well, like I get really into words and I think that's why I like reading poetry and like the little verses that they are because it gives me time to think about or otherwise reading something like Mark Manson's book where I can just easily take that information in and I can feel confronted and I can feel all those things which make me enjoy it even more because it makes you reflect on your life too, which I think is cool. Reflection's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100% agree um awesome okay last question for you and then you get one for me so this was going to be a different question but since you didn't really kind of tell me who the most important people were in your life specifically i'm going to throw this yeah. one at you okay if you had to spend an uncertain amount of time on a stranded island let's say you have a plane crash and you wash up on the island and you can only have three people on the island with you who are those people going to be? Holy McMoley. Wow. Okay. Um, I would say Shani Williams, Courtney O'Donoghue, and maybe like a really awesome celebrity um, <laughs> that we could 
get to know in this time on our island. Oh, maybe like Jim Carrey. I think he would be awesome to like chat to. I'd love to pick his mind. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Sorry, mum, you don't make the cut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've known you my whole life. Let's go on an island with my besties and um, get to know Jim Carrey. <laughs> That's yeah. an awesome answer. That I could just wave to, like, from afar and, like, yeah. I, I, I'd miss mum, but, yes, my besties and Jim. Sweet. <laughs> my besties and Jim. <laughs> yeah. You just don't specify Jim Carrey on the, like, on the itinerary of Island Friends. It's just this random dude called Jim. He's just like, hey, I'm Jim. What's up? What's up, my bro? Oh, gosh. He's a legend. Always work, yeah, and his brain. Mm. Yeah, he's 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 got a, a really interesting perspective on life. Some of his new stuff, people people kind of think he's crazy, but I think it's just giving a, an insight into what it's like to be super famous, and then realize how kind of shallow a lot of that world tends to be. And yeah, yeah his perspectives are really interesting. Anyway, we mm. could go into Jim Carrey for another hour. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so my question for you is, was there a pivotal moment in time that shifted your perspective? And if so, what was that time or moment? And how has it shifted your perspective? I feel like that's two questions in one, but hi-ya! <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, hmm. That's a really good question. I don't think there's been one specific pivotal moment. I think there's been many along the way that have over time changed my perspective. And I'm almost, in fact, I am 100% certain that there'll be many more of them in the in the future because the future's unknown. There's many roadblocks and many opportunities and many things that will probably shift my perspective and change. But I guess to name a few, one of the most recent ones would have been a really bad breakup with an ex-girlfriend. Um, and that's not to say it was at all her fault. In fact, she's an exceptional human being. Um, and if you're listening to this, uh, you are an amazing human being. And I'm super grateful for the time that we did have together. But that made me realize that I'd, I'd in fact put almost all of my self-worth in something that was completely external to who I was, which is kind of some of the stuff we were talking about before, right? Like um, this idea that... Uh, what the outside world thinks of us is the most important thing, but it's just completely untrue. So that was a really pivotal moment. And that's kind of what launched, ended up launching this podcast eventually was going through that suffering. Um, and actually I might as well share it with you since you've shared so much with me, like that resulted in me coming to a point where I was like, you know, super cooked, a <laughs> bunch of speed, bunch of, whatever drugs were floating in my system after a bender standing on a balcony and holding onto a rail and considering what my body would look like splattered on the curb below. And that was like a really holy crap. <laughs> Wake up, bro. Um, so that, that vision didn't eventuate in that you were able to then transform yourself into this and then to talk to so many and, share different stories in your own story and thank you for sharing that with me like that's really yeah like I'm so 
humbled to um, for you to have shared that with me. And then also I applaud you tenfold for getting off the balcony and um, living, choosing to live. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like I'm quite comfortable to talk about all these things before, but at the time it was terrifying because I was this own kind of battle happening in my own, own head. So I guess, yeah, to answer your question, there's been a few pivotal moments, but that's probably the the most recent one and the, the best one to share in this context. And the crazy thing about that story is, you know, like like you're at a point now where it's like you, you've been faced with mortality in a certain way. And I was like almost forcing myself to face my own mortality in that situation. So it's two completely different contexts. But mm. yeah, it's, it's just interesting making that kind of comparison. Totally. Um, it is interesting because, again, it is choosing to live, basically, um, and how, yeah, being faced with that. And, yeah, like, it's it's really interesting because, yeah, people can sway one or the other. Like, we can make a really, like, a really positive thing out of a situation or we can make it a really negative thing, whether it's a and again, like perspective comes into that because I feel like one person can think something's awesome. One person can think it's bleh, like food, like how we might like pate or I hate it. I think it's disgusting. But like, you know, like little things that shift our perspective and make us choose something that's really big. And I think, yeah, that's like, it is really interesting, like, how pivotal different moments can be in our lives and how we can either continue down a negative road or we can take ourselves to a higher place mm. and grow, continue to grow. Yeah, 100%, just like your little bonsai. And also, I think that's that like that's such a good way to end it. I think that's been the overarching theme of this entire podcast. And I guess you've used stories and metaphors and your own experience to kind of highlight that. It's just this importance of choice. Yeah. <laughs> like like you always always have a choice as to how you show up each and every day and you're a testament to someone who's you know facing some pretty extreme um situations and you're just showing up like the hero that you are and, and that like the person that you choose to be and it's, it's so simple just choose just make the choice yeah for sure. And I think as well, just to add as well, I feel like when I was younger, I didn't have that person who was going through all these different things or had a chronic illness or whatnot. And I think it's quite cool because I feel like I have become that for myself. And I feel like in a way we all can be that person for our younger selves. And it's almost like asking a question to our younger selves. <laughs> that you know like what would you like what would make you happy or what would you want or all those different things and I think it's really powerful to connect with our younger selves as well gosh we could talk about that for another hour but I feel like I keep on like um I'm speaking sim language right now <laughs> but yeah like really interesting <laughs> yeah well let's see we, we can always do this again further down the track um if it's something you want to do i, I really enjoyed this conversation Thank but anyway you.
thoroughly enjoy our chats. <laughs> yeah, me too. And we'll make sure we keep keep it up like the weekly or the bi-weekly chats because, yeah, it really is amazing. I love chatting you. <laughs> um, anyway, I guess for anyone who wants to kind of follow your journey or just, uh, I, I don't know, feel your amazing positive energy, do you want to kind of rattle off a few places that people can find you, where they can find you, or maybe a few things that you want me to link in the in the bio below so that people can find out more? Uh, cool. Um, so my Instagram is my name backwards. So it's Tamsin, but backwards. So N-Y-S-M-A-T. Um, <laughs> so Instagram.com slash Nismat. Um, and my, I also have a Facebook page, which is my full name. So Facebook slash Tamsin Cornwall, T-A-M-S-Y-N-C-O-R-N-W-A-L-L, um, which I've been sharing my journey on. And again, I guess, cause I said at the beginning, I just think it's so important to be real, um, and, uh, just to, yeah, be as open as I can be because I feel like we all go through different challenges in life and it's kind of comforting in a way when different people's journeys are shared because then you might not feel as alone or I know that I haven't felt as alone when I've kind of found other people going through stuff in a weird twisted way wouldn't wish that on anyone but just kind of like having that kind of comfort is quite nice I've connected with an awesome girl in LA who's diagnosed at the same time and is going through the chemo sessions on the same day each two weeks which I'm like oh buddy um shout out to you Katie um but I yeah so Instagram is probably the best place to find me um and yeah I've just recently made a filter as well called sunshine state of mind to put a bit of sunshine in your day when you're feeling not so great um but yeah it's got a much deeper meaning but that's I guess it in a nutshell but yeah Instagram tell, tell us about the sunshine state of mind what so, is the deeper meaning so for me, um it is again what we've been talking about in terms of making that choice and being able to kind of see the sunshine through the rain or know that there is light at the end of the tunnel um, and I think it's really powerful and it's very much helped me in all those darker times or when I'm really sick is again, actively being grateful for the things that I am grateful for or choosing to yeah see the light in the darkness. Like just, I think I kind of wanted to make the filter, um, in a non-morphing face way, because I think those filters are horrid um but in a way that you can feel like a princess oh because there's a crown version as well where there's like little sun's crown um where you can channel the queen that you want to be or king or what have you mermaid fairy um and i think like i do that actively in my everyday day-to-day -day life and i kind of wanted to bring that life in a filter on instagram which i think is really cool and it's really special and when people started using it, I was like literally bawling my eyes out in the best way possible. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, like, huh. um, so yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, thank you so much for sitting down and recording this. I'll, I'll be honest, like when, when we first started talking about it, I was pretty nervous about having this chat cause I didn't know, you know, like whether I'd be able to serve you in a, a positive way, but like I can, 
tell now that you know this this was an amazing conversation just like any of our other conversations and yeah i'm just so so humbled and grateful that you and i reconnected and you know like i mean it when i say it, like i love you as a person tams and you're an amazing human being and i, I think um you know, if more people can take even a fraction of your energy, we'll live in a much kinder, beautiful world. That's so beautiful. And thank you for speaking to me. Like you are such an amazing human, such a legend. I love our chats. I love you as a human. Like, I feel like I'm retaliating because I feel it. Um, retaliating, God, that's the wrong word. But <laughs> I'm full of wrong words and I clearly have sand as feet. But... <laughs> Yeah, I'm just so grateful and thank you for letting me share my two cents and um, having this beautiful chat with me. I will cherish it. Thank you. Hello again, friend. Thanks for listening to the entirety of that episode. I truly appreciate you tuning in. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And if you're using Apple Podcasts, huge favor to ask you. Can you please leave a five-star rating? leave a comment, leave a review, and be sure to share this with anyone in your life that you think it'll impact positively. Uh, each and every rating and, the, and review that we get on Apple Podcasts helps beat the algorithm and get the podcast out to more people. And I think these conversations are worth sharing. So thanks once again, and we'll see you in the next episode of Couple of Lattes. <laughs>